What is up, homies? Welcome back to the NBA Hoops at Lunch show here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. I'm the host, Jeff Clark, and I am back after a 1-2 and two Tuesday. Um, sucks, right? Started off 3-0 Monday, so thought we were in for a huge week. Still could be, obviously. It's only Wednesday, January 11th. There's an eight-game slate in the NBA. Hopefully, we can bounce back from a week Tuesday performance, and I have three bets here on the Wednesday eight-game slate. Before I get into those, though, let's discuss Tuesday's performance. Um, I whiffed with the Cavaliers, minus two and a half at the Utah Jazz. Um, It closed at two and a half, so even though a bunch of money was coming in on Cleveland, um, some of which was mine, the Cavaliers' number did not move, which was suspicious and had me fearful Prior to tip off, Utah Jazz ended up winning that game 116 to 114. Um, the real difference in the game was Utah had 13 more free throw attempts. Donovan Mitchell was spectacular in his return to Salt Lake City. I think he scored more than 40 points. We flirted with the idea of just playing Donovan Mitchell's over point prop as it was his, uh, was a revenge game for Donovan Mitchell, but. Uh, based on the rationale and logic I presented yesterday, I thought that the Cleveland Cavaliers spread was the better option in that game. Turned out to be wrong. So, started off with an 0-1 night, and then I moved to 0-2 with the Portland Trailblazers laying 7.5 when they hosted the Orlando Magic. The Magic were in the second of a back-to-back playing and getting routed the previous night against the Sacramento Kings, obviously in Sacramento. Uh, We were on the right side of that one, went back to the well and faded Orlando again because they are uh, a phony three-point defense. They're second or were second in um, defensive three-point shooting, but they leave a bunch of wide-open threes and and have a whole bunch of uncontested threes. So their three-point defense is more based on luck. Uh, Portland's a good three-point shooting team, but they sucked last night, which is why Orlando was able to win 109-106. to 106. Get this, Portland shot 6 of 35 from the three-point line last night. If they hit anywhere near their average, the Trailblazers minus 7.5 easily cashes. And we got some closing line value on this number. It touched Portland minus nine, settled at Trailblazers minus eight and a half prior to the tip off. We got it at Trailblazers minus seven and a half. So it sucks that that didn't get home. And it sucks that the expertise or the analysis was pretty right on. It's just Portland didn't hit any of its three pointers. I will say. Um, Orlando did do a better job of contesting threes last night than they usually do because they were embarrassed in Sacramento the night before. I guess if there was a, a, a one blind side or weakness in my Trailblazers magic analysis yesterday, it was it was Orlando trying to bounce back from an embarrassing showing. So down 0-2 into Tuesday, uh, on Tuesday, entering the final game, which we won pretty easily. Um, I went under Mavericks Clippers 222. I was willing to play it down before the total was listed. I was willing to play it as low as 213.5. The Clippers ended up winning 113 to 101. So 214 total. 
or combined score. Um, so my number was was pretty close to what the actual final score was. The closing total for this game was 224 and a half. And if you remember me talking about this yesterday, I was completely baffled as to why there was so much momentum and upward movement um, on the total. Everyone was betting the over in this game, despite Paul George, Luke Kennard being out, and the Clippers playing to the under far more um, at home. So that was confusing, um, and I ended up just betting more on the under prior to the tip-off. I, I got some more down at 224 and 224.5, and, um, and I actually didn't even watch the game because I went and saw that movie, Megan, and that was terrible. So I, uh, I, I was able to scratch out a win on Tuesday, 1-2 and two in my best bets, uh, put some more down on the Clippers, Mavericks to really mitigate the losing night, but still it was a losing night in the podcast and kind of disappointing. But I have three picks here in the NBA Wednesday slate. The first one, I'm going over 231 in the Pelicans-Celtics game in Boston. Um, the first Pelicans-Celtics meeting had a 227.5 point total. Brandon Ingram played, but Zion Williamson didn't. The Celtics won 117 and 109, so the under cash, and it was the fourth straight Pelicans Celtics meeting to go under the total. Um, obviously, dating back to a couple years ago, um, and yet this total is at 231, 230 and a half, depending on where you shop. Obviously, I'm using DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, without Zion and Brandon Ingram, so you would assume a lot of the the, the public. Or the sports books are trying to get some under money here, raising the total despite um, the the Pelicans not having their top two scores. Um, also, there's a lot of over friendly location base splits between the two teams, or a couple notable ones. The Boston Celtics are thirteen seven and one to the over at home with a plus seven point nine total margin. The Pelicans are nine and two to the over as road underdogs the plus 5.7 over under margin i think the ball is going to be moving a little crisper a little a little there's going to be more passing because there's less ball stopping with zion williamson and brandon ingham on the floor so even though there is um less scoring or less productivity in the the pelican starting lineup uh, maybe they get a little hot from three and they have you know um a, a lot more people touching the ball so um, there could be, I guess, just a crisper New Orleans offense in this one. Uh, New Orleans has gone over the total in back-to-back games by 21 and 16 and a half. So they have been playing pretty well offensively. We've taken a couple of their overs recently. Boston's offense really struggled at home in its previous game. So I'm expecting a bounce-back performance. They won 107 to 99 versus Chicago Monday, but it was the first home game following a four-game road trip. Typically, teams um, that are returning from a road trip are sluggish in their first home game. New Orleans is a pretty good three-point defense, but they do allow the seventh most three-point wide-open three-point attempts in the NBA. Boston's third in three-point attempt rate. They're eighth in three-point shooting. So if New Orleans allows Boston to shoot from behind the arc at home, they're probably going to get torched here or at least give up a bunch of points. Boston's offense plays really well against good teams. New Orleans is like fourth in net rating 
while Boston has the best non-garbage time offensive rating versus top 10 teams at 129.6 points per 100 possessions on a 113.9 points per 100 possessions average in the NBA. And uh, for what it's worth, New Orleans offensive adjusted Adjusted offensive rating versus top 10 teams are ranked ninth in the NBA. So it feels like the sports books are hoping for some under money. They're not really getting it right now, but I'm still willing to go over the total because um, it just looks a little suspiciously high. So we're going to go over 231 in the Pelican Celtics. The next one I had to update as I was about to record this podcast. I had the Bucks minus two and a half. Um, it lowered to Bucks minus four and a half upon news that Trey Young is uh, going to be out with uh, some sort of injury, some sort of load management. I didn't even really look to see why, but he's not going to be playing. It would appear uh, the Hawks are two and one straight up and against the spread versus the Bucks this season. But to me, this is a it's a great fade spot for Atlanta. This is Atlanta's first home game after a four game road trip. Again, home teams playing their first off of a road trip can be a little sluggish. Um, the Hawks got a little bit of an extra break, uh, two days rest because of the uh, coming back home from a Western Conference road trip. The Hawks are 0-4 against the number in their last four games on a two-day uh, rest. And they're 3-7 and against the spread when playing with a rest edge this year. Also, they just beat the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, in this previous their previous game, the Hawks did, and they're 3-7. and or excuse me, five and thirteen against the spread following a win with a minus six point four spread differential. They've lost six of their seven home games as favorites um, against the spread, and Milwaukee six three and one. Um, actually, I'm going to throw out that trend because I had it, whereas Milwaukee was six three and one um, as one to two and a half point favorites, and that no longer applies. Because, um, like I said, they went from two and a half point favorites to four and a half upon the Trey Young news. So, got to update that here in my write up, which I am doing right now. And, um, but the 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 stylistic edges that M- Milwaukee have here are uh, there's a few. In fact, they're gonna dominate Atlanta on the glass. Atlanta's missing. Starting center, Clint Capella, they already had a minus 2.9 rebound per game differential, whereas Milwaukee has a plus 5.5 rebound per game differential. Also, Milwaukee has a better offensive and defensive shot quality, according to cleaningtheglass.com, and they're better by in three of the four factors um, than Atlanta. Milwaukee is better by effective field goal shooting, rebounding rate, and free throw attempt rate. So... Stinks that I have to give it out at a worse number, but I'll lay four and a half the Milwaukee Bucks here um, versus the Atlanta Hawks. And then the final game that I'm looking at, I'm not playing a, a side or a total. I'm taking a player prop in the Suns Nuggets meeting. Um, I'm going to go over Jamal Murray 18 and a half points, which is juiced up to minus 125 at DraftKings. Jamal, uh, January is Murray's best scoring month. Um, best shooting month and best month by offensive rating. He's averaging 21 points per game. 
this month. He's averaging over 50% from behind the arc and 126 offensive rating. He shoots better at home from everywhere on the floor and has a better offensive rating at home compared to on the road. Murray scored at least 26 points versus Chris Paul in three of their last four meetings since Chris Paul joined Phoenix a few years ago. And Jamal Murray scored 26 on the Suns uh, versus the Suns on Christmas in a 128-125 thriller that, that Denver ended up winning in overtime, partially because of, of Murray um, and his three-point shooting in that game. Um, in his last game, Murray scored 34 points against the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, in the prior two, he scored 18 versus Cleveland and 18 versus Los Angeles Clippers, um, which obviously is short of the 18.5 point prop that he had. However, he shot 54% against Cleveland and 70% versus the Clippers. So if he gets his volume up, he should be touching 20 points in this game. Um, both Bones Highland and Bruce Brown, two rotational combo guards for the Denver Nuggets, are probable to play. Um, they're probably going to give it a go, but if they're at all compromised, maybe Denver needs a little more out of D- Jamal Murray in this game. So, either way, Jamal Murray is starting to reach his pre injury form. Um, this is the best that he's played all year. Denver's or Phoenix's backcourt is real banged up. Uh, Chris Paul might not play tonight. He played last night in a victory at the Golden State Warriors. Um, Landry Sham is questionable to play. DeAndre Eaton's questionable to play. Obviously, he's not in their backcourt, just saying. And Cameron Payne and Devin Booker are still out for Phoenix. And, again, they are playing the second of a back-to-back, so maybe their defense is weakened a little bit. Um, I know it plays worse on the road, and it plays worse on no rest. So, we're going to go over Jamal Murray, 18.5 points. Uh, as the third and final best bet in the NBA Wednesday slate, along with the Milwaukee Bucks, minus 4.5 and over 231 in the Pelicans, Celtics. Best of luck to you, homies, whether you fade or follow me. I will be back tomorrow, most likely with just an NFL wild card preview with the homie Dan Z. We'll be breaking down all six NFL wild card weekend games. Not sure if I'm going to do an NBA podcast tomorrow. If not, I will be back Friday with some best bets. Um, but again, whether you fade or follow me, um, either way, I'd appreciate some love on social media or um, with the Apple with an Apple podcast positive review. Um, but best of luck. Peace. Peace.